Welcome back to the Welsh Football Podcast. Today I'm by, joined by Johnny Jury. Thanks for joining us, John. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. How how was how it out in Jersey? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Stuck here at the moment, but uh, but yeah, not too bad. Nice and sunny. So uh, so yeah, football coming back soon as well. So uh, be able to watch a bit of that on the telly. Was it what's it like in uh, Jersey with football wise? What's the standard like? Uh, it's quite good. I don't. I haven't really watched a lot of the local standard, but they. They launched their own team in the in the English league this year, the uh, the Jersey Bulls. Uh, I think they play quite quite low down, but traditionally Jersey's got quite a good sporting pedigree, and they've got a, sort of a national team as well. Um, they play in sort of against minor nations, but their players are sort of they absolutely blitz their league this season by about thirty points. But the leagues were all spun, so they've got to go again next season. But they should get promoted two three times, and, and then probably hit a level. Um, but but yeah, it's just quite good, sort of at national level. I know they play in the Island Games against and as Mon and 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 other sort of and Shetland and, and other islands like that. Um, so football wise, yeah, they've got this. It's got a good good pedigree. How how did you get involved with um, Newtown um, in Welsh football? Um, it was quite, it was quite a while ago. I think they were looking. I can't remember what year it was, but they were looking for a. Uh, for um, someone to record their games, and I was doing a bit for uni, and my best best mate was doing um, football analysis, and they wanted more more of that side of things, really. Um, but when they got someone got in touch with me, um, and then sort of we both went along, and he did the analysis, and I started to sort of take on the press role. Really, I don't think he had anyone to do it, and then yeah, stayed there for quite a few years. I had a, had a good time there. It was uh, no, it was a good club, and it was it's really really good to be involved in it for all them years. We were you involved in the media side before getting in with Newtown? Yeah, I'd done a bit with my local club, uh, Maud United, who were sort of Shropshire League side at the time. Uh, always wanted to be a reporter, and then I, I think I was in university when I got the, the Newtown gig, um, and, and just went from there, really. It was good to, to get on a bit of a bigger platform. I think people underestimate covering the Welsh League. Um, but I think you can see from the amount of the amount of journalists that now cover the Welsh League, you know, yourself included, and there's, there's, you know, there's quite a lot who dedicate a lot of time to it. So I think I come come into it at quite a good time, and there wasn't that many people covering the league. Um, and yeah, it certainly helped me. You know, going to Newtown was pretty pretty raw at the start, and and then just sort of taught myself the the industry and got qualified, and and yeah, so I owe a lot to the Welsh Premier League, really, specifically Newtown as well, for uh, for sort of helping me develop. Did you did you build your relationships with people in Welsh football through Newtown? Yeah, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it did. I always had a bit of an interest in the Welsh Welsh system. Sort of, I grew up in Oswestry, so you always know about sort of TNS. So I knew a few people about, but I think when you're covering a you know still semi-professional standard and, and, and a good standard, and still a national league. So I think a lot of my contacts I've struck up have come come through that and, and sort of I wouldn't say made a name for myself, but but sort of in, in sort of um, semi-pro footballing circles and, and sort of through jobs I've done subsequently to that. Um, I think, yeah, it certainly definitely helped and, and I think it helps a lot of people reporting at that level. What was, um, how did you look back at your like first first season with Newtown? It's quite weird. I remember my first game was Carmarthen away because I, I, I think they asked me to start in the January. Um and I went down and recorded some stuff at a training session. They were like, right, you get to the ground at 7.30 on Saturday, you're going to Carmarthen. I didn't have a clue where Carmarthen was. 
Um, and yeah, we had to. Go, I think Newtown needed to win, and someone else needed to draw for them to get in Europe, um, which was quite. Or, or get in the European playoffs, even sorry. Uh, Newtown, but Newtown lost. And then I, I remember it well because there was a big hoo ha that day. I can't remember what side it was, but they played an illegal player, and it sort of filtered through at like twenty past five. Um, and this side were sort of deducted three points subsequently. It didn't really affect Newtown. I don't think they got in the playoffs in the end. But but yeah, it was quite it was quite memorable that that day. It was four two, I think the score was. Um, but yeah, that was my uh, that was my first. I wouldn't say first taste of Welsh football. I remember we were going to watch TNS when it was Total Network Solutions at the old Trevlin Ground. Um, but it's certainly the first first Newtown game. Um, yeah, it was quite a memorable one. Did you did you watch Welsh football before um, before going to Newtown, like in the Welsh Prem? Yeah, what? Not in the Welsh Prem, really. No, I sort of played very uh, very amateurish level um, in the Welsh league. Probably played less than five games, probably. Um, but all new sort of local clubs are quite close close to where I lived in Gillsfield and and sides like that. So I've always been to sort of watch watch them sort of every now and then. But but Welsh Prem, not not really. I always had a bit of an interest. Always wanted to get involved, and then. When the Newtown thing came up, it was sort of perfect, really. And then, uh, probably out of any league I've seen more in the last six years, it's probably been the Welsh Premier League now. What was what was it like, um, say, come the end of the season with Newtown? Was it a season come by season um, role at Newtown? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I think they just wanted me to carry on. I just sort of wanted to sort of impress, and it's good, good little roles like that can be quite good for aspiring reporters because you almost get like a bit of a blank canvas and a free reign. So I was sort of learning loads of stuff in university um, to be a sports reporter and then I was able to go and do it on a Saturday. So it was like a little apprenticeship really and, and I can't recommend it enough. Like People have asked me in the past, I've been done little a couple of talks in like my old schools and I always say like jobs like that. You know, at the start, I think I got, I got a tenner for petrol money. I think all went on petrol money getting to the ground and stuff on a Saturday. Um so you're not you're never going to earn massive amounts of money from doing it, but it's a really good grinding, and it you know I, I started doing these podcasts like you're doing now, and um, videos, and you know editing and all sorts of stuff like that. And you know if you bang into it and you want to get into into it, and you can't get a lot of work experience from your traditional sources like papers or radio, it's certainly you know get if you're in Wales, like you know get to your your local club or your local Welsh Premier League club because it's a really good sort of stepping stone. And I I, I put probably all my career probably down to that I think it was like five or six years I had, had a new town really I think it's, it was invaluable Did you um, think that New Sound would become successful as it has over the recent years? Um, I'm not sure really the first, the first half of the season that I was there um, there was a couple of on and off results but it was a damp squib really because they didn't get in the playoffs so the first six months weren't great and then um, they had a good, they had a decent sort of start to the second season, if I remember rightly, under Bernard McNally. And then he left. I think he won three on the trot and then left. And then, and then Chris Hughes came in, obviously been there ever since. And they hit the ground running and got in the playoffs then. And it was just like, came from nowhere, really. So I think two years previously to that, Newtown should have been relegated, but they were reprieved by Rill, I think. Um, so no one expected them to ever really do well. And then they got in the playoffs that year and lost. And then I think there's a bit of belief then that, you know, Chris was doing, you know, doing wonders on a shoestring and, and has continued to do so since. Um, 
So I don't I don't think so really. I think there was always that optimism after that first sort of his first few months at the club that he could have something special in. and I think within within two years we were, you know, we were in Europe then. So you know, it's it's been great and I think the club's the club's certainly changed since I've been there from when I was first there. Um come on leaps and bounds, you know, they when you think of playoff places now that they're probably one of the first names that roll off the tongue now. Um so yeah, a little bit surprising but but the groundwork was was always there. It's a great club Newtown. It's got it's got good foundations and and you know um and you know they've done great in the last few years. How how did you um think about Chris when he first came in? Did you think he'd be so successful as he has been? Um after his first game, yeah, because they won four <laughs> nil. I remember they played Connors Key on a on a on a Friday night, um and he'd come in and he'd come on the back they'd won three on the bounce, which I don't think Newtown had done for a long time. And then he'd come in and yeah, they absolutely walloped Connors Key on a Friday night up at up at D side and everyone thought, you know, bloody hell, what's going on? You know, this this could be a, a decent little run and they always sort of seemed to play in the right way and they had a good core group of players there who were like Local players who who I know fans always want local players, um, and sort of they built around that really. I can't bought in a couple of signings in the January. I can't remember off the top of my head who they were, and then just kicked kicked on from there really. I think what you saw with Chris is is his professionalism and his his attention to detail. Just watching training sessions, him and him and Callum McKenzie um, still see that now probably. Um, but they're, yeah, they're professionalists and sort of love for the game and, and wanted to, to, to do to do things right. And they, they've done that throughout throughout their time. Um, at Newtown Callum's they've been there a little bit longer. Um, but that's one of the things that struck me. It was just a lot more organised and professional. And I think they're probably two of the words that, that you probably hear a lot when you talk about Newtown and, and Chris now. You just mentioned about the professionalism. Could you, could you tell the difference between Chris um, when he came in to... What the previous manager? Um, I probably didn't to start with because I only had sort of Saturday. I was only there on Saturday, so I wouldn't see them in during the week. But when you'd go down and watch training, it was always a bit more structured and and and, and as you say, just a bit more professional. And I know in subsequent years, players have sort of new town have have tapped into the sort of um, uh, what's the quite word sort of mindset of you know they haven't got they haven't got bags of cash like maybe other clubs have, so they can't you know attract players that way, but. I think Newtown subsequently tra- attracted some bigger names through simply people word of mouth probably hearing about oh it's, it's good at Newtown and, and, and it's professional and it's a good club and and you know it's a good 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 club to play for good management structure so I think I think yeah I, I didn't see it myself to start with but you know I think it was there from the start and has sort of developed ever since really. When Chris came in, did you think? Um... Newtown could be competitive and be challenging for top six. I think so. Yeah, I think even before then, you sort of looked at the squad like this decent, decent core of a squad. Um, but it's always difficult. I remember when I first went there, they didn't have a massive squad. I remember one game we went to Baller and it was on telly and they had one sub. Um, there was a bit of a bit of a hoo ha about that. I think after after the game. Uh, but yeah, they just never had a, had a depth of squad. There was, there was, you know, you had good, you know, like Craig Williams was still there, was in that team, and and Shane Sutton and people like that, and, and Luke Bangford who've gone on to you know score in Europe and gone on to play in the English system. So they had that core there, 
but then I think it was just wrapped, wrapped up a notch when, when Chris came in, really. Um, over the years, Newtown uh, have lost key players. Um, they haven't kept um, hold of key players. But they also, they also find these unknown players, really, from the English system in the Birmingham area. How... How do you think them kind of players have suited when they've played in in the Wales? I think they've done well. I think you, you you're never going to get a hundred percent strike rate probably when you go in for for players. Um, I know I probably say Chris's signings probably eighty percent have done really well for the club. Um, I think previously to him, probably the standout one was a guy called Matt Hearsey. He played in Europe. He was signed under the previous regime, uh, but kicked on under Chris. He was you know he's a great player. Um, you know, still highly thought of at Newtown, um, and they get a lot of lads from Shrewsbury with the links, with the coaching links that they've got there. Um, and I think you know some of them, some of them maybe fall by the wayside a little bit. Um, probably find it more physical than anything coming coming straight out of out of academy football. You know, everyone knows it's not you know it's not the same a sort of adult semi professional football. But there are some ones. There's some that have come there, and you thought these lads are going to be great, and they haven't really stuck around for a long time, or there's some that maybe weren't as weren't as bright as you thought they'd be, but it's a good for Newtown. That's that's an area they you know they have to tap into really because you know it's hard to attract players from the south because the links aren't very you know the travelling links aren't very good from the south, and then you know you can go up north where they tend to get a few players from, but you know it's so diluted up there. There's so many clubs that you know your main catchment areas are probably Mid Wales and. And, and the West Midlands, and uh, they've certainly had a good good strike rate from the West Midlands in terms of their signings, who, who've gone on and done well for the club. Just looking back um, over the years, which uh, side would you say is the best Newtown side? Is it the one more challenge in Europe? Probably, yeah, yeah, probably. Um, that side was was one of them that you know certainly for me covering it roll a roll off the tongue sort of every time you think of that. Of that, of that squad, but it was a squad as well. Like they had, you know, outside the eleven, you had players on the bench. Like I know the guys like Sean Evans, who was ex-Man United, and Jamie Price, who was at ex-Pro. I think he's at Cheltenham and Birmingham, and these are top players who couldn't get in that, you know, that European eleven. Um, it's just a shame that they couldn't keep it together for a little bit longer, really, because I think they'd have, you know, maybe pushed top four. You know, they had the likes of probably Matty Owen. Who went on to Connors Key and then and I think they had another season out of Oswell and Sutton, uh, maybe another two. I'm not quite sure um, uh, before they went on. But that side, you know, it was a, it was a solid side as a unit. Everyone knew what they were doing, um, and probably that one. Subsequently, there's been sort of glimpses as well. The squad the season after was a little bit different, um, or the season after that was a little bit different. Um, but I'd say that one, yeah, it was you know the squad. Even going into one of the European games, they're confident they're getting through, and, and not a lot of Welsh sides can say that. But they were just, you know, a good, strong, solid, solid side, and, and, and could win games and score goals. Obviously, the the season where they qualified for Europe, they reached the Welsh Cup final. Um, what was that like um, covering Newtown that season? Also, played that playoff final as well. Yeah, it was great. I, I can't really remember sort of the end of the season going into Europe, really. Um, but yeah, they, I remember there's a game. I was up at um, Connors Key, and they needed to win to get into the playoffs. And they were losing two one with about ten minutes to go. And I think Jason Oswell bundled one in, and then 
and then Tom Goodwin scored with the last kick of the game and, and that sort of epitomised it really and kicked it all off because it was all about all, all went on to late goals I think it's got a late goal in the semi-finals of the um, of the Welsh Cup and then a late goal in the semi-finals of the playoffs um, and then a late goal in Europe and then it all just spiralled from there really it was just a great time to be at the club it was so good to see as well because you know, there's a lot of people you see at these football clubs who, who people don't see behind the scenes and I know everyone's got a good, a good opinion of, of Newtown and the people at Leyton Park but it's nice for them more than anything you know, to see their faces on sort of cup final days and and then subsequently on uh, on European nights and I think that's what it was all about really I think there's memories that, that were created in that season and that that pre-season European campaign that were you know for the players who made it for themselves but more for the people being involved in the club for you know 40 50 years who'd seen some dark times previously and and I think that was the the, the most satisfying thing about it is seeing how much it's sort of sort of made them happy really to, to you know put it quite simply um and, and yeah it was just a, just a great time to be involved in the club and the group of players were really good as well I think as a, as a reporter sometimes and I was still quite relatively young then you know you get a bit nervous dealing with, with players like because these are a lot of them are ex-pros and um, but that group of lads is just great we had a bit of a, a European catch-up a few weeks ago and just brilliant set of lads and it was just a just a great summer really what was it like um, around the town uh, before the Welsh Cup final yeah, I, I don't live in the area, but I worked for the. I was working as a news reporter for the local paper at the time, and it was it was great. You know, there was like sort of banners up around town. I remember in the week prior to cup final and prior to Europe, um, and sort of local councillors talking in the paper. I know we ran loads of stuff in the paper, and it was a really you know it was a really good good feeling really. And you know, yeah, it was a sellout for for the cup final, I think, and the two European games. Um, it's just great to see. I think the whole town got behind it, and what was a little bit disappointing is since then maybe the town hasn't got behind the club as much. You know, Newtown's big town. You know, the biggest towns in Paris, and you'd like to have seen that European momentum continue, which it didn't really. But that that few weeks, I certainly remember everything was sort of focused on, you know, Newtown in Europe and the side coming over to play in Europe. I think it had been twenty or fifteen years since they were they were in in the, the old UEFA Cup. Um, so it was just a great feeling around the town. It was really good. What was it like um, with the players and uh, with Chris and everyone uh, connected with the football club in what was a big season for the football club? Um, in what sort of sense do you mean? So like the build-up towards the cup final, the uh, the build-up to the playoff final when they, when they won at ABBA. What was that like? I think it was quite relaxed, relaxed really. Probably the playoff final was a little bit more more tense, um, but certainly the lead up to the Welsh Cup final. I remember speaking to Chris sort of week before and speaking to other people. Like no one expected them to win the Welsh Cup final, um, so I think it was a little bit, you know, it was, it was a nicer setting. I think what well, was a little bit disappointing. I know it was held at Newtown, so Newtown, you know, did well off the off the back of it. I know Leighton Park's traditionally a, a cup final ground, but would have been nice if it was a a, neutral, a good neutral ground. Um, let's not be saying Leighton Park's not a good ground but a, a good neutral ground in, in a way it didn't have that it was a cup final but it maybe didn't have that 100% cup final feeling um, if it was a you know maybe people don't like to take things to the race course because the ground's not full but somewhere like the race course or Parker Scarlet's or somewhere like that might have made it a bit, a bit of a bigger occasion but um, but no it was great and then leading into 
sort of Port Talbot Abba and then and then after that, um, going into Europe was quite relaxed but quite confident really. Certainly going into the Valletta and the Valletta, the Malta first leg, um, it was really really relaxed I think and because and, Newtown weren't really expected to 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 do anything really. You just said about the uh, Valletta there. What was that? What was that like as from yourself really uh, seeing a club where you were getting involved with and playing in Europe? Yeah, it was great. You know, I saw it as you know great on a club level because I think after a few years of reporting on a club, you sort of become a bit of a fan. But I think on a on a personal level, it was great to get some more exposure, sort of covering a big game, but also like organising, helping organise a big game and. I know the two weeks running up to it, it was, you know, working long hours to get things done. Um, but it was great. I think the draw was about three or four weeks before and I think we were only a couple of balls in the draw off getting West Ham, um, which I remember a lot of people didn't really want that draw because they wanted to go on holiday. Um, so there was, a few, I think it was a Georgian team in there. Um, but Valletta come out, it was a really sort of good draw and then I think, a couple of days after the draw, you sort of sit down and I think people think they can, you know, can go and win this. Um, but yeah, leading up to it, it was a busy time, but it was a really good time. You know, it attracted a lot of media attention, which is great. And, and you know, I, that month, I'd never seen Leighton Park so full and it was great to, to see what it could be like, what the atmosphere was like when you had a full out. Did you, did you believe from your own uh, personal uh, feeling that Newtown could, could win that game? I think so. I, when I watch football and I'm supporting a team, I always like glass half full. I've supported West Brom for 26 years and I always think they can win every game. That's how probably stupid I am. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I think there was that belief just because the side was, it had such a good side. It was strong. It was fit. They had, they had a couple of good friendlies, I think, beforehand. Um, and then there was a bit of, remember we were talking about this the other day, there was a, there was a little bit of um, uncertainty about the letter because, They'd got a new manager and they'd got a new a whole new squad. Um, and I think six, five or six players didn't get their visas through, so they couldn't travel. Um, and then on the day of the game, I remember to get get into the ground. I think it was Skybet or one of the band companies had us as favourites to win, um, which was strange because you know we weren't expected to do anything. Um, and yeah, going into it, we were sort of really confident. And then I think as we'll probably go on to touch on that, I think we started the game like an absolute steam train. We watched the highlights overnight with the boys and and um, I think Newtown could be 3-0 up within about 20 minutes. Um, and yeah, just just great belief. The crowd got behind the side and, and yeah, they dominated that night and it was just, and I think there was that air from, from Malta, uh, a bit of an arrogance, thinking they're going to come and roll over this little, this little part-time team from Wales, but it wasn't to be. Did you, did you get sense that, did you, from the latter? I think so, yeah, I think so before. Certainly, even after the tie, obviously they won the first leg, Newtown, and there was that sense that... Because I remember when they scored, Newtown went one up and then could have subsequently gone further ahead. Um, And then they equalised on about 75 minutes and there was big celebrations um, down below in the dugout and the stands. They brought quite a few fans over. Um, And they... uh, yeah, they were jumping around thinking, our oh, job done, we'll, we'll get them back and roll them over in Malta. Um, but yeah, there was always that little bit of arrogance, I think, about them, which probably probably didn't help them in the tie in the end. What was... Um, did, you, did you sense Newtown could qualify with that performance, especially in the first half, in the first, like, 
think so, yeah. You know, that last minute goal as well give us give a massive momentum going into the game, you know, away from home. I think they knew they could hold Valletta. Um and I don't know what was said in the dressing rooms beforehand or what you know, what the what the, the plans were, but um I think it was, you know, probably go out there. I, I think they knew they could score right there because they'd had so much success of uh, of chances. I think they hit the bar, uh, a couple off the line. Um so they knew they'd score. So if they scored out there it would mean um, it would mean they'd have to come out and you know and open up really and and yeah going out there it was you know Newtown had good vocal sort of ninety to hundred fans and and yeah certainly from the first leg it was you know everyone was very confident going out there. What was it like um, in the bar after the game? I can't really remember. You know, I was probably running around doing press conferences and 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 trying to speak to people, but remember it's just just a good atmosphere. I think. Nights like that, just why you want to, why you want to get into football or become a reporter. I think even if you're a neutral reporter, and a lot of games you're reporting on, you want someone to win. Um, but obviously that night working with Newtown, you wanted wanted Town to win, and, and yeah, just a great atmosphere. And I think yeah, just that air of confidence really that they, they could go out there and and you know win both both legs and, and qualify. What was it like um, in the build-up um, going to Malta? It's quite a quick turnaround, I think, because the game was on the Thursday, and then sort of back in work, back lot of us back in work Friday, Monday, and then and then we left really early on the Tuesday, which was a bit strange, really, because we had quite a lot of time before the game when we got to Malta. Um, but yeah, it was over there. It was hot. You could tell it was going to be difficult conditions. Uh, went to the ground before, you know, ground probably wouldn't look out of place in a Cumbria Alliance ground. Um, Cumbria Lions ground really it was it was a bit ramshackled but it had a big I mean it had one big stand down the one side and um, Patel it was going to be intimidating from when we when we first went there but um, but yeah and, the, and then sort of the day of the game I think the game kicked off at like nine o'clock at night it was so hot um, and the atmosphere there was great like their fans were really vocal aggressive and and yeah I think. I think the heat was probably one of the more, the, more, the bigger worries. I don't think it was the, the opponents. It was more the heat uh, for the players to deal with. But I think it took seven minutes for Newtown to score. And I think, for me, the tie was probably buried buried there, really. What was... Um, how did you how did you find that um, experience out in Malta? It was great for me, but I made an error because they split the fans down the middle of the of the big one stand side of the ground so the one side was absolutely full of Malta fans um, of Valletta fans and the Newtown were on the other side and there was two press benches one on one side one on the other and I was there like two hours before and I sat in the wrong press bench and then couldn't move because we were penned in by security guards so I was reporting from the multi side of the ground um with a Newtown shirt on or club tie or something. So Newtown went one the up and half time these aggressive uh, sort of Valletta fans sort of staring at me that they go down to get sort of a drink or a cup of tea or something. Um, so that's my sort of lasting memory aside from the game. Um, but no, it was great and, you know, it was just the adrenaline rush of it really. I've never covered a game that, that big or that important and um, I think that's the, you know, that's the, benefit of going to work for a Welsh club as, as other people probably vouch you know in a capacity like that you get to cover these games and, and yeah it was it was great it was great and the, I think after the final whistle was a bit of a, a bit of a blur with what all went on um, just in the sort of hour after the game really just sort of the 
sort of celebrations. But no, it was a from a personal point of view, it was a brilliant experience. What was it? What was it like being around Chris um, after that? After the the Valletta game, it was just the, it was just floating. The players they're just on cloud sort of cloud nine. I remember interviewing him before um, after, and I think you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. You just sort of say, "Oh, you know, we've got Copenhagen now," and then you're, all people all of a sudden realise, "Oh, yeah, we, you know, we're going there next." And um, no, nah, it was good. It was it was great, and just just again, just I think everyone's saving every minute, every minute of it. I don't think them experiences come round very often, certainly. Certainly not um, clubs of Newtown sort of ilk winning, well, clubs in the Welsh Prem, Premier League, you know, at all, winning both legs um, in, the, in a qualifying round is, is very sort of rare. I know there's other clubs that have done it, but for Newtown, haven't been, when they haven't been there for, for 15, 20 years, to then go and um, win two legs against a club that was established in Europe, really, while they in European qualifiers... And, um, won their won their national league quite a bit. It was just surreal and and yeah, it was a it was a great night, great great sort, great experience. Did you did you go out in Malta after that and celebrate? <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, yeah, it was good. It was a good night. I think the boys all enjoyed themselves, and I think there was that sense of you know keep your feet on the ground. You know, you got to go to Copenhagen to Denmark next week. Um, but no, it was good. It was a, we had a really good night after and. Uh, yeah, a couple of sore heads probably in the in the following morning to travel back, but but yeah, all, all worth it really. It was uh, yeah, one I certainly won't forget. What was it like uh, going to Denmark and playing a, a big football club in Copenhagen? It's mad, really. You know, to think like I think Copenhagen were in the Champions League the year before, and you know, personal level, you just going to report on the biggest game of your life, and then you're probably going to pick that. You know, five days later. Um, so it was a quick turnaround, scrambling for flights and. Uh, um, to get over there and scramble for hotels because you don't really think about these things when you see clubs in Europe and, and I think for a club like Newtown who part-time and got part-time people helping in the background you know scrambling to book sort of hotels and, and, and etc um, it's difficult but but yeah we got out there and stayed in a really nice hotel not far from the ground um, which I think is where all the, the, big, the big boys stay and they go over there but but that no, was great. I remember arriving, I think we arrived on the Wednesday and it was sort of straight to the ground. And I think the ground is the Telia Parken or the Parken Stadium. You sort of drive straight into it and you've got like murals on the wall of Man United and Juventus and Real Madrid. And then you've got little old Newtown rocking up in their bus to train the night before the game. So yeah, it just didn't, didn't really seem that real. It was, it was just, uh, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. I can't imagine what it was like for the players, but certainly for me, I was sort of. Yeah, it was a it was a surreal experience, really. When when Copenhagen scored early on in the out in Denmark, did you think well, this could be a very long night? Yeah, certainly I did. I know the gaffer thought that. You know, so, uh, what he was talking about the other day, and since I spoke to him, spoke to him after the game, really, I, I sort of remember it quite well. Uh, but yeah, they they popped one in, and and yeah, you were like, oh, just keep the score as low as possible, really. Um, you just, I, I think we all knew that Newtown probably weren't going to get anything from the game. Um, so it was just about enjoying the evening, but not you know going back with a cricket score, and and it didn't really, you know, a bit of luck, you know, probably Copenhagen missed a few chances they should have scored, but I remember on the night Newtown probably had two or three chances. I mean, Sean Evans had one, Neil Mitchell blazed one over the bar, and then Craig Williams usually pretty good on free kicks, put one over the bar, and you know, if one of them went in, you know, so I know it's hindsight's a wonderful thing, but. 
if one of them would have gone in and they would taken an away goal back to back to Newtown, you, you you never know really. But but yeah, they were except they were an exceptional side. Um, just to watch players um, like that was you know just for any any fan. I think they had their centre midfielder was their best player, uh, Thomas Delaney. I think he's now at Borussia Dortmund. I think he went there for like twenty three million a couple of years ago. Um, and then you know playing against you know, centre midfielder was a farmer. I think. Um, not to coin a sort of Welsh stereotype, but and uh, and, and lads who you know work in offices and, and and on building sites and stuff. So so yeah, it was uh, it was surreal, but certainly out there they um, didn't disgrace themselves. No, it was it was it was a good it was a good evening, sort of all round. Really, the result was decent, and I think the experience was 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 fantastic. What was it like uh, around the football club when Copenhagen came down to Newtown? Yeah, it was great. Just to mention that, sorry, I forgot to mention something there when they were away. It was it was really strange. The ground was like forty thousand capacity, but there was about twelve thousand in there. A handful of new town. Um, and in Denmark, they have a guy who sort of stands on a box and faces the crowd and doesn't watch the game and sort of orchestrates the crowd. Um, and after the game, they all sort of orchestrated all, all sort of a standard innovations for new town, which was which was. Unbelievable, really. It was uh, it was fantastic, um, but but yeah, going into the the second sort of leg, I don't think that, I can't remember remember a lot of the, the build up. Um, you didn't have, really have much time to think. You had less time to prepare for the, you know, certainly off the pitch, sort of administratively um, with with the media side of things. Um, so it was back on the Friday, you know, games on the following Thursday. Uh, but yeah, it was just a just a great. I think everyone's looking forward to it. I think everyone knew new team were probably out of the tie. Um, barring a miracle, um, so just enjoyed the, enjoyed the tie and the, the Copenhagen fans turned up and I think they took over Newtown Town Centre before the game and they were just great, they're real great, great people, really nice people as well and but vocal atmosphere and remember before the game they all brought umbrellas with them and had a sign saying that we wish we were going to Malta um, and it was just a good yeah it's just a bit, a bit of a party atmosphere really and it was a sellout again. Um, and yeah, it was great. And again, they didn't disgrace themselves on the night. What, from your point of view, are you disappointed with the crowd, um, especially um, what the atmosphere and the people um, were in them big games for Newtown and not watching them every single week? Yeah, a little bit. But I know a lot of the, you know, I sort of, I didn't work on the tickets myself, but I, I sort of saw the orders coming in. A lot of them were like ground hoppers who were like from the middle of nowhere. Um, but there was certainly a lot of, people from the town who came down and, and probably never been down before come down with their kids and yeah it would be nice I, you know I think we really had high hopes when I was involved at the club after that but you know for me Newtown should be attracting crowds of probably 500 a week probably maybe more for the size of the, of the town um, but yeah it was disappointing and we tried to sort of try to tap into that a little bit but and I think they stayed up a, a tiny bit after but but yeah it was disappointing because you know, you had such big crowds in them games that you know, if you bring them through the gate again, all helps. Good atmosphere, get behind the players. You know, brings in more revenue through the gate, and it hasn't really seemed to happen. Really, which is a little bit disappointing. Um, yeah. What was it? Um, what was when you seen Shane Sutton and uh, Jason Oswald leaving? Did you think that uh, the club there was something different going to happen at Newtown? I'm not sure really I just think it left a task for the manager to fill the gaps I don't think I think everyone knew that that side had done really well that these players were going to move on and I think it was at a time as well where people were probably looking a little bit more 
um, positively at the Welsh Premier League. Traditionally, you know, English clubs, you know, as you all know, Matty, English clubs will look at Wales and go, oh, don't, want any, don't want anyone from Wales, they're not good enough. Uh, but we've seen in recent years, players from TNS, from Baller as well, and um, Connors Key and Newtown have certainly had a few go over the border and, and do really well. So I think it was as gutting as it was to see these players leave. Um, I think it was sort of excitement, really, just to see where the next next step could go and and if these lads could could be replaced. And they give such a good service to the club as well that you know you wanted to see them go on and do well in the English system, which which the pair of them pair of them have really. Have you kept in touch with both of them players? Yeah, I covered Telford a lot last season, so I saw a lot of Shane. Um, and he's doing really well. He had a nasty ankle injury last year, I think. Um, so he hasn't done, uh, hasn't, hasn't, didn't do an awful lot last season. But I know the season before, um, when Telford got to the FA Trophy semi-final um, and nearly got in the playoffs, he was a was instrumental. And, and, and Jason, yeah, spoke to him a couple of times since he's left and done really well. Especially that, especially that, that season he had at Stockport, he was uh, he was sensational. Um, but yeah, two good lads, and, and they've gone on to do really well. What's since you've been following um, or f- reporting in Wales, what's what have you made of the standard? It's got better. There's no doubt about it. It's certainly getting better. Um, I think you'll always have you'll always have the gap. I think you know you look at any league, Premier League, Championship, wherever it is, the, the sides with more money will always evidently be at the top. Um, and I think that's generally the case with this division. Um, but it has improved certainly. I think um, I think it's good. the gap has closed a little bit. I think personally, um, TNS have been dominant, and obviously, you know, evidently that gap's closed this season because they haven't won the title. Um, but it has. It's certainly got the, the standard is better. Um, they're attracting lads who are coming from good sort of English non-league clubs and and, and want to come to Wales. And you know, I think they want to you know play in front of the cameras and. And play in Europe, which you don't, you know, you'll never get a chance if you're playing in uh, in non-league in England. Um, so there's that, and, and lads coming through. I know some clubs tap into the, the South Wales clubs to get their players as well, and, and like with Newtown, tap into the West Midlands. Um, but I think, yeah, the standard is certainly improving. Um, yeah, certainly, certainly on the pitch. I think there's a, probably Welsh FA will know. You know, I think the standard on the pitch justifies more. Um, more bums on seats and bodies through the gate um, I think probably in the league below as well um, in the north the Cumbria North um, but yeah that, I think that's the that's the trouble um, And you, but you've always got to remember that Wales is you know it's a small country you know, people compare it to England but you know it's, it's tiny compared to England um, but but yeah that, I think on, on the pitch certainly uh, things have improved and the standard's great you know great standard now um, and obviously, hopefully, it will continue to get better. But but off the pitch, you know, they, they, you like you'd like to see more people through the gate. Really, do you, do you see um, more professionalism between the clubs? Yeah, certainly. I think since I first started, um, definitely. If you look at the top sides now, like TNS full time, Connors Key almost full time, like Ballard train multiple times a week. You got Barrier, a really solid, you know, professionally looking outfit, really without being professional. Cardiff Met as well, who were a great addition to the league. Um, obviously, with the facilities that they've got, Newtown as well. You know, I've seen firsthand, and and even further down, I think the introduction of 4G pitches has probably helped with that. Um, 
but yeah, certainly the league has got a lot more, and it has got more professional off the pitch. It's just as I say that that sort of not bugbear in mind, but I'm sure a lot of people would like to see you know bigger bigger gates, bigger gates sort of throughout the league really. From from a fan of the league, uh, were you pleased to see we had the, we had a title race in Wales? Yeah, it was good. It's always been threatened, like in the last few years, but it was always TNS would lose, and then no one would capitalise, and then and then they just end up running away with it. So I think it's better for the league. You know, I don't think you know, I've done a bit of reporting for TNS in the past, and no one can really argue with what they've done and the model that they've got there. Certainly, playing wise. Um, Probably the same applies to them, you know, the, the style of play or the, the way that they play the game probably merits more people through the gate than at Parkall. But but it was good to see a, a more of a tight race this year. And it's, threat, clubs have threatened it probably in the last few years. Barry got a bit quite close last year, I think. Baller have always just been up there. It was Airbus until a few years ago and, and now Connor's key this year. And it's going to make a really interesting title race next year because, you know, the, the pressure is on. Um, Connor's key, but it's probably also going to be on TNS to go out and retain their title. What? Oh, sorry, to regain their title. Um, what did you What do you make of Andy Morrison? Uh, he's, from my point of view, he's been a fresh breath air in the uh, in the Welsh Premier League. Yeah, certainly he was. Um, he was assistant manager at Airbus when I first started covering the league to Andy Price. Yeah. And I sort of I remember I, I did his name because obviously I started watching football probably in the late nineties when he was coming to the end of his career. Um, I remember him on the side of Andy Priest and he's just barking orders and screaming and it's like who's this guy and off the, I just remember him off the pitch he's a really nice really nice man so that was probably my my first sort of when I came across him but but yeah he's done great at Connors Kim and when he took the job and, and what, he's, what he's done there I think people disagree with some of his style of play but I think it's adapted I think you certainly look at the players they've got now and certainly Going forward to next season, I don't think you'd sign a player like Aaron Edwards to play with the football in the air. Um, and there's certainly they've got some good, good technical players. Um, and yeah, he's been he's been great, and he's just character as well. I think you want characters in the league like that. Maybe sometimes people are can be accused of being a little bit bland, really. And I think he as well, and his profile as well. You know, he's got a. He's had a really good career, and and you know, and, and his past, and people know about his past, and he is a character, and you know, I think shows how well well thought of he is at Man City. I believe he's an ambassador of some sorts at Man City, um, but I think his profile as well, you know, and I think people might look at look at someone like that who's done well in the professional game and now gone on and done really well as a manager in, in Wales, and might think, oh, I, you know, I fancy a bit of that. So I think he might be a catalyst for other managers to to come over to Wales, but but he's. Um, yeah, he's been great. He's, he's great to watch. His interviews are certainly certainly comical to watch, and uh, and yeah, you know, well done to him and Connor's kid. It's nice to see, uh, you know, as much as TNS have done really well over the last ten years, it's nice to see uh, someone else's name on a trophy this year. Um, have you obviously when you moved to Jersey now? Um, have you stayed in touch with Newtown? A little bit, yeah. They've got me writing some press releases at the moment about their new signings, so I haven't shaken their shackles just yet. Um, but, but yeah, always sort of keep in touch. Always been quite good this last year. A lot of their games have been on the telly um, on Scorio, so I've been able to sort of keep in touch and, uh, uh, yeah, speak to Callum, the assistant manager, quite a bit. Um, and, yeah, a few, of the, a few of the boys down at the sort of off the field, down at the club. And, and yeah, it's, it, I always keep an eye. I mean, it'll always be a club, you know, very close to my heart. And, and I always try and get down. I got down there at Christmas. Uh, I think they played Aberystwyth. 
Um, but yeah, always try and keep in touch and uh, and, and always I don't know, look out for West Brom score on a Saturday. Then it, then it's straight to the Welsh Premier League on the on the uh, on the score apps. <laughs> um, what what do you make of uh, the signings they made? Yeah, great signing. I think I think they've been crying out that I think Chris has tried his hardest to replace replace his target man when he lost Jason Oswell to Stockport. Um, and you know strikers are paid a lot of money to score goals. You know they're the most sought after player probably in, on the pitch. And uh, and it, although they've brought some good strikers in, maybe a couple haven't stuck around as long as you would have, would have liked. They got Jamie Reed in just after Oswell, and then and then they had a lad called Ethan Jones who, who did really really well in some of the games he played, but but he left. And then yeah, it's always been one. You know, you see Jamie Breeze banging in goals for Carnarvon, and he's a he's a Mid Wales lad, and you just think oh, it'd be great to have him in the in the Newtown side. And and yeah, it's a it's a brilliant signing. I know he played a handful of games probably for Newtown a few years back, um, but yeah, to have someone like him, you know, who can lift the crowd, and he's a local lad. You know, he's a great target man, and he can he can bully defences. And uh, um, and I, I think he'll grab goals at Newtown because they've certainly got goals in their side. If their squad, you know, I haven't seen their retained list yet, but if their squad's going to be similar to last season, uh, I think they're in for a good season. Because I know, knowing Chris, he's probably got a few more irons in the fire, and, and he'll want to uh, he'll want to add some some more faces. So, um, what if if the retained list is what it was this year? Do you think they could challenge for that top four? Maybe not top four, but certainly top six. I'd have thought. I think, I think that's bare minimum probably for Newtown, um, or certainly is the target every year is good cup run and and, and and top six. And I think with Breeze coming in, I think they signed George Hughes again as well this week. Got some really good players in that side, um, like some Alex Fletcher. Keep hold of him. Thought Sean McAllister was brilliant in the games that I saw last year. You know, don't play as many games sort of for likes of Sheffield Wednesday if you haven't got something about you. And, and he was he was a really good addition to Newtown and someone I'd have liked to have seen play a bit more often um, if I was still over there. But um, but yeah, and they've got a good solid base still. You've got likes of Kieran Mills, Evans, and uh, and Craig Williams. And yeah, I think if they can just Chris can sprinkle a bit more a bit more dust on that side, I think they'll challenge certainly for the top six. Are you surprised that no one has looked at Chris potentially becoming a new manager elsewhere? Yeah, I'm sure people probably have. I'm sure he's probably been considered in, in roles. I'd be very surprised if he hasn't because um, he's done wonders on, you know, people know that Newtown probably haven't got a lot of money. Players out there know they haven't got a lot of money. Um, you know, I'm not saying they're paupers, but, you know, they haven't got the biggest budget in the league and and uh, I think it's difficult to do that season in, season eight and, you know, keep grinding away, you know, stave off relegation and, and get in the top six. Um, so I'm sure people have have looked at him. You know, he's, he's still a, you know, for what he is, still a relatively young manager who's got a lot of experience. Um, six or seven years, I think. That new time, probably longer. Um, but yeah, he's he's a he's a good manager, and I'm I'd be surprised if clubs higher haven't haven't had a haven't had a look or a, or maybe a sniff. Um, but but yeah, he's I'm sure he's attracted attention somewhere along the line. What would you? What would you like as a fan of Newtown to achieve? I'd like to win the title. It's uh, a big ask, but yeah, you'd like it. it's probably never going to happen. But I, I'm not sure, really. I think I think for Newtown, yeah, just look to it, just to look to emulate that night in Europe again. I think, don't you? Yeah. Um, I think that's massive. It did 
worked absolutely wonders for the club. I know they had some outstanding some outstanding debt from from a few years ago, and you know the work that Chris and and the and the, and the management team and the and the players did to win. You know, it's a significant amount of money you win in Europe, and to do that for the two legs, I think you know um, cleared off a lot of debt. And and I think if they I think if they could have got in Europe the season after as well. And got some more of that European money, and then I think they start, could have started challenging a little bit more. Um, certainly, I, you know, I'm optimistic. I think they could have done certainly with the players they had and, and the management team they had. Um, but I think the, the goal is, yeah, you know, it'd be great to see them win a trophy. Um, and they weren't far off for the League Cup and the Welsh Cup. They got to the semi-finals of the Welsh Cup again a few years ago, and the semi-finals of the League Cup lost at Cardiff on a Tuesday night. Um, but yeah, probably a, a, a piece of silverware would be great, and you know, another one of them nights in Europe is probably you know what the club the club looks for every year, really. So it'd be great to see him do that. What um, what's what's your future hold now um, in either in reporting or? Um, well, as you ask, I'm moving. I'm relocating back to the UK in a, in a few weeks' time. Um, not sure, really. Got a few few irons in the fire, covering some hopefully football league when that all gets going again in August or September when it might be, and um, hopefully covering some some of the women's women's super league as well. Um, but always got a little little eye on uh, on the Welsh league as well. Sort of probably a hobby of mine to cover the Welsh league, um, probably more than anything. So so yeah, that's 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 me. Just hope, hopefully progress. Really, um, I still see Newtown and the Welsh league and. I'm working in the Welsh League as a, as a grinding for what I've sort of gone on to do, and, and, and it still stands me in good stead. Um, so yeah, just just keep reporting on as like you, Matty, keep reporting on as much football as as I can, really. Um, will you be back at Newtown, or is it just when possible? Just that, just doing a few few little stories for him at the moment, um, just to keep him sort of ticking along. Um, so yeah. No sort of no no plans to get back into Welsh football full time, but hopefully get to a few grounds next year and uh, probably more as a fan than anything. Um, I'd like to just thank you for coming on, John. I really appreciate uh, coming on. No, no worries, mate. It's great to great to great to chat to another reporter and uh, and yeah, all the best, mate. Thank you.